Welcome to our podcast, Your Angels Are Talking. Are you listening? Inspirational Stories of Angelic and Universal Miracles. This is episode number eight, Becoming the Goddess Within. We have special guest Lucy Smith from Los Angeles, California. She's a spiritual goddess and founder of Persephone's Jewels and also the published author of The Dirt, her mental health memoirs on Amazon. Thank you so much for joining our broadcast today. I hope you enjoy. Love and light, everybody. Hey everybody, Jess Intuitive Angel Healer here with your Grounded. Thank you so much for joining our podcast today and welcome to another episode of Your Angels Are Talking. Are you listening? Inspirational Stories of Angelic and Universal Miracles. This podcast is all about the magic that the universe contains and help open your eyes and mind to the fact that we turn a blind eye to spirit and this causes us to miss out on the joy and beauty each day holds. Abundance is all around us and comes in many different forms, but how often do we take the time to count our blessings or just say thank you to the universe just for waking us up today or just be content with the love in our own souls? If you are wondering or asking yourself right now, how do I break up with fear and embrace the miracles of my angels so I can create the life that I desire? Well, the universe has brought you to the right podcast. Today, we have a special guest, Lucy Smith from Los Angeles, California. Hi, Lucy. How are you? Good. How are you? I am doing well. Her story may just turn you into a believer if you aren't already. So without further ado, we'll go ahead and welcome our special guest, Lucy. She is the spiritual goddess of Persephone's Jewels and has also a published author of The Dirt, Mental Health Memoirs. So thank you so much for being on our show today, Lucy. I love your story and you're going to tell us all about it. I love it that I keep meeting more women like yourself who are helping open up this journey and other women and individuals out there to help you know that you're not alone. And I also love the fact that you embraced your mental health and no matter what the journey you stood up against it and whether you because we all fight it every day but whether or not you stood up to it and said no I win you do not win I am in charge so go ahead and tell us all about how you became the goddess within and you helped uh, turn your fear into victory definitely yeah I want to say, I want to preface, um, astrologically, I am a Virgo sun and a Scorpio rising with Pluto on the ascendant. So that means I'm basically a Scorpio. <laughs> and uh, 
when you go through life with such a, a heavy, intense, profoundly negative mindset, and you don't really have anything to combat that, you, you find yourself sinking into depression, and you have a lot of rough experiences with other people, you start to isolate yourself, you convince yourself that everyone's against you somehow, or that uh, everyone is plotting against you. It's, it's kind of the conspiracy theorist side of Scorpio, but it's more in a self-sabotage kind of flavor, and it's not fun at all. So coming back to uh, the whole oneness, you know, the 1111 uh, concept of, of spirituality and how we're all connected really helped me to kind of get rid of my shyness, like just come out and enjoy the pool party. Like don't hide under your shirt on the beach chair in the corner. Like, come on, it's okay. Like, let's, uh, let's all have fun together. And, you know, we're all, we're all out for ourselves, but we're all also connected. So me just worrying about myself and keeping to myself and, and uh, maintaining that isolation that I was so familiar with was not helping anyone or anything. I'm 31 right now. I just turned 31 on August 28th. Originally, I'm from Delaware, Claymont, Delaware, but kind of like you, if you pick uh, Pacoima or Arlita in California, it will default to Los Angeles. So most of the time, I just tell people I'm from Wilmington, Delaware, which is one of the major cities. Or if they're like, where's Delaware? What's that? I'm like, I'm near Philadelphia or like I'm, I'm from Philly. I'm and part of the 50 states. Come yeah, on, yeah. haven't you looked at a little geography lately? Yeah, yeah. Or like even some some people are like, where where's where's Philly? Where's is that Pennsylvania? Whereas I'm like I'm two hours away from New York, and they're like, oh. <laughs> so sometimes it it takes a little bit. So I moved here about three three years ago, I think, uh, in 2017. I wanted to start a career in the animation industry. I I'm I like to draw. Um, so I wanted to work in the storyboard sector. Eventually, I, I found myself modeling for the artists instead of uh, drawing as one of the artists. I was kind of inspired to continue the, the little book I'd been writing about uh, just, you know, venting about my life. And then eventually, the dirt was born. And I designed everything myself. My friend helped me edit the copy. And I self-published on Amazon. And I did the illustrations and whatnot inside. There's lots of That's drawing, cool. things like that. Yeah, it's, it's fun. It was very therapeutic to write. It felt kind of like mind vomit on the page, but it was it was helping people, which is I guess two birds with one stone. Because not only was I purging my mind of everything that had been bothering me by putting my story out there and by advertising my experience, essentially, I was helping other women and other feminine identifying individuals to navigate through their own journeys. And I think one of the most powerful things you can discover when you're on an, an, uh, an intuitive journey or a spiritual journey is that you're not alone. Exactly. I, I get that a lot with my angels. They were all, they're always in the background, but sometimes I wish they could just, you know, be in the forefront, but you know, it's okay. Once you have taken that walk down the spiritual road and journey, you're never, you never feel alone anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a permanent band-aid suture. Yes. <laughs> You got permanent friends. Now on your book, what exactly did your, we all have 
all kinds of jumbled things that, you know, a lot of us are too afraid to put out there for others to take a look in our minds. What do you have an insert that you would like to read about or just tell us a little bit more about what your book exactly entails? So a little bit from the, the back. Uh, Lucy acknowledges her struggles with mental illness and channels her internal dialogue into an outer dialogue that simultaneously informs and helps others. The Dirt offers snapshots of Lucy's thoughts about her depression, anxiety, and bipolar mania as she navigates through difficult circumstances such as unrequited love and familial abuse. My, my goal writing this was to nurture a community with uh, zero stigma around mental health issues and to just kind of bring it to the light that you're, you're okay no matter what you choose to share with the world, no matter what you went through. It's, it's nothing that people are going to like be like gasp and like shock and like you, you're not going to alienate yourself by sharing what you went through. As a matter of fact, you might bring people closer together. And inviting the angels presence into my life and kind of navigating through the spirit guides to get to my angels was a I'd say a defining moment in incorporating that knowledge just you know cementing everything and bringing it forward so others could see I have a little like a tiny passage in here about how it feels about the angels every time I make a mistake I have a choice either I beat myself up over it or I accept it and move on Sometimes a bit of the former happens after I choose the latter, and I have to stop and pull myself out of a self-deprecating stupor. My angels help. I can feel their hands on my shoulders while gently reminding me to be kind to myself. If I listen really hard and tune in with intuition, I can tap into the energy of the spirit guides and angels in my room and let them influence me. At first, I couldn't feel the difference between the two sorts of beings. Angels are brighter, stronger, and more powerful, while spirit guides are like a heartbeat. The angel's presence prevails. I love them, and they love me. Yes, I love two intangible beings that no one else can see or hear, and I love that they accompany me wherever I go. This may sound pretty strange to someone who's unfamiliar with the subject of metaphysics. Basically, my intuition can guide my energy and thoughts towards positivity and productiveness. And the angels, which are beings of innate light and love, contribute to my well-being and protect me from outside harm. There is absolutely nothing malicious about this. Thanks to these angels, there are no demons, no angry spirits, no poltergeists, and certainly no malevolence around me. Their white light protects me and helps me to produce my own protective white light. I love that that you wrote that because I struggle with the same thing. I don't struggle with it as much because I've been on my journey since 2017. But -hmm. when I first started, I really, you know, well, I'm a Pisces. I'm a people pleaser and I've always cared about what people thought, but I didn't, if that makes sense. So certain people, so all the people you find out in your life, we have these karmic lessons that we're supposed to live and We think that, you know, if our parents don't approve, if we don't get everybody's approval for what we're doing, then it's not the right thing, right? And I've learned on this spiritual awakening, do you do you. (laughs) And and don't worry about what other people, because 
if you don't like what I'm doing, guess what? You don't have to participate. You don't live with me. You're yeah. not with me in the world. Right. <laughs> so yeah. I just let people go on their journey, but it's really hard sometimes because you feel like you, a lot of people find the angels during their mental health struggle mm -hmm. and they have a spiritual awakening on top of it. I've done that and people want to make you where you're volatile, where you, uh, because I've also had that happen to the point of when I was having a really bad time in my marriage, mm -hmm. my ex decided that he would really play on my mental fragility. Uh, there's a real fine line with mental fragility and people don't understand that you not only have this battle of your own mental health in your head, then you have your helpers that come to save the day. And then you go tell everyone because you're so happy that you finally have this. If you haven't experienced an angel, I hope you do because it's the yeah. purest love. The experience will make you, I don't care how big and bad and tough you are, you will cry and you will go down to your knees because it'll be so overwhelming and filled with joy. Yeah. And that's how magic it is. But when you tell other people that aren't familiar with this, that have stigmas and their opinions about all this, then they're like, then, then you feel like you're on a, a you know, on another road over here, way over by yourself, but then you start to understand. Yeah. The more that you hone in your energy of of just worrying about you and not caring what other people, those people will fall off. And mm -hmm. I have found that people stopped worrying about it. And it's so much more fun to have all the angels around me than all those those uh, toxic people that I was hanging on to for so many years. Yeah. You know, I think we hang on to those people because it feels comfortable because it's uh, it's what we're used to. And mm -hmm. so when we get used to, you know, being just basically abused that's what we that's what we cling to no matter how uncomfortable it feels in the back of your mind it feels comfortable it feels like well this is what i know this is what i deserve this is what i need to go back to and the the truth is is when you just let the light in it's it's a hell of a lot easier <laughs> very very true and that's why the angels come too uh they don't come we think they come to mess up our world and and give us a hard time but when when you get over that you know a few years forward fast forward all the trauma and everything when you get past that you'll understand that they came in to shake up everything because you were that blocked off and closed off you were somewhere in china and you were supposed to be in philadelphia and right they were just trying to help get you back on track. So I always know when they shake our foundation to the core, and that's yeah. what it sounded like happened to you, is you got your, your foundation. Now, a little bit going back to that, when was your moment that you, you know, knew it was time to just change and spirit came in and you had a different mindset and hope? I actually jumped right in to the mental health hospital. I, I committed myself voluntarily because my parents weren't listening. And my Leo moon was like, I, you have to put on a display. You have to make it super obvious and really dramatic. Like, so people will listen to you. I took a week off from art school. This was in 2012, 2013, something like that. The, I was there for a week. Um, I talk about it in my book a little bit. It was after coming out of there that I, I voluntarily, I sat myself down and I was like, look, 
if, if things are going to change, I have to be the one to start it. And I have to be the one to, to, to instigate, you know, basically be my own catalyst. Eventually I was, I was down the path of spirituality and metaphysics. I've always had a, a gift for intuitive, intuitive knowledge. The planets, studying tarot and astrology came really, really easily to me. Shaking of the foundation is very much a theme in the tower card. The tower is not always welcome as a card in a spread. It's, that was in my life every day. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that must have been exhausting. It's, a tower is just when you know, people come and flip your table or your table gets flipped without your, your permission, basically. And that's what it's all about. Like you're, you're not, the tower isn't really something that you do yourself. It's, it's outside influences that turn your world upside down and then you have to go along with it. Exactly. That was my whole life last year. I literally got the tower and the death card like on either a daily or a weekly basis. I was <laughs> like, come on, angels, what needs to happen? Because I'm ready to just change this. And I am because once a repeating message, like people don't understand if you keep getting a repeating card, it's not cute. And oh, they really thinking about no, that means that you need to get bigger lights, <laughs> bigger, yeah. bigger than this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you need yeah. to understand the message because it um, I'm a little, I've been very closed off because it took me till probably 37 and I'm 39 to uh, go on my spiritual awakening. So my poor angels have a lot of, <laughs> they've had a lot of clearing out to do. So uh, I know they have the patience of a saint to, but you know, that's what <laughs> I love that we have our angels because the reason why they can deal with us with, you know, and just face palm and not give us anything other than pure love is because they don't have any egos. And that's our biggest problem as humans is that we have egos. And unfortunately, you can't get rid of your ego. It's kind of one of those things. You have to have duality. You have to have the darkness for the light to shine. So you have to have your ego, but your ego needs to not be on full blast either because that's when we start making the the wrong decisions i guess you would say yeah the influence of the the devil card giving into your vices you know versus coming up above ground a christian prefacing the terms you know god and the devil and angels and demons and saints it, it's it's all in a in a christian framing and then when you kind of remove the the westernization and the christian imprint and you come to more of a, a polytheistic sort of mindset which is what i i deal with in in persephone's jewels my coaching program is that you kind of you take away the stark dichotomy of good and evil dark and light and you you learn that it's it's shades of gray you know we have we have deities you like blend them yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think a lot of people put pressure on themselves to be 100% good, like 100% like light, light, yeah. light all the time. And it's just as humans, it's impossible. And well, that's, you know, you, you get to holding yourself to a standard that you just can never reach. And I, and that's what I totally, that's why I let people know you can't get rid of your ego because we hear about egos and we're like, okay, how do we get rid of it? Because that's how America gets rid yeah. of stuff. All right, cut it off, bury it. It's done. That's what yeah. we've done with our emotions, by the way, America, for yeah. 
thousands of years and look at where it's got us. So yeah. I do like to tell people, because I'm not just one thing, like I have my Miracles podcast and then I have my Toxic Shadows podcast. Mm -hmm. And I did that because I'm not just angels and I'm not just uh, a bad, sad, toxic, abused life. And I like to, I just like to put that out there because people generalize everything and it's boring to be one thing and you should be blended if you're blended you're gonna have a much better life because i i'm more of an indigo child myself go children uh for those of you out there who aren't familiar it's a term that was put in about the night 1950s was the first time an indigo child came out but anyone from there on to about 2000 i guess and basically, we're the, the writers of the wrong. We come out here and on my Instagram, one of the intuitive guys, this guy Alex Levy came on and he said, he was talking about angers and light workers. And I've never understood why do I get angry? And I tell people this, I have an anger, like if you get me mad, I see red. And that's what I've had to deal with my whole life is, to not feed into that anger because that's the duality of me who am i going to feed today the good or the bad because if i feed the bad like my bad is a light worker's bad is higher than a regular person's bad and i've never understood when i get mad like i get so mad the world goes away and it's because we're holding so much energy that's not just ours mm. it's other people's energy and i'm an empath so yeah. depending on what has filled me and then I have my own emotions about something that's why I am very my whole, it's good that like my spirituality my whole life I've learned how to count to three walk away okay you got me and I'll leave because I don't care because if I I know if I feed into that anger it's gonna be a bad day for me you're yeah. gonna be just fine and I'm gonna have like <laughs> I, and I don't look good in orange either. So I, I learned to, to channel this. But, you know, if you're wondering, that's where we get it. And it's not because we're bad people or people think, oh, you're angry. No, it's because it's more of an irritation. It's more of that rising that I don't, I hate it. I hate unfairness. I hate it when people are singled out or told you're not good enough because you have a disability or something like that. Like those things will enrage me to no end. I would like to get back to your book though and your whole experience of setting up your, your coaching business because that's a similar story of what happened to me in 2017. I went on my spiritual awakening in 2018. I actually, my mailbox was number 777. Mm. And I knew that I was supposed to, that was my sign that this was definitely supposed to be my business. How has this whole experience permanently changed your daily mindset? I used to work in mental health for kids, uh, so mm. 18 and under. And it's really sad to see somebody check in their four-year-old into the mental health system. And really, to be honest... I watched the whole process and some of those kids were just there because their parents found out that there's a free babysitter because they would literally come and drop their kids off in their clubbing clothes, no kidding, in their stilettos. And me being a mental health tech, you know, because I worked the night shift, like the overnight shift, and I just couldn't get over how you could, you know, do this to your kids. So 
our mental health isn't always just us. It's things that were there that weren't settled or weren't right. And then, you know, someone in our life really pushed us over that that fence. So Mm -hmm. how would you say you've used all these experiences to permanently change your mindset so you don't go back to, to where you were before? I joined this program called Maya. And it was a result of me attending a workshop from my current mentor, coach, uh, Julie Surratt. And her, her workshop was called Unleash Your Inner Calling. And she taught us, our, our little, our group, how to, how to feel. <laughs> that sounds very rudimentary, but she she taught us basically the difference between downloading information from source from god she uses the term god i prefer the term spirit or source you know downloading information from that source versus the information from our own ego and the the place of dysfunctional comfort that we experience that it's it feels safe nothing is happening, it's stagnant to, but that's, that's really detrimental. So learning to distinguish between the voice of the ego and the voice of, of source and the light helped me bring about positive change in my life. And so whenever I catch myself kind of going back into that comfortable setting of, you know, depression, stagnancy, victim, we call it victim, you know, staying in victim, choosing victim as, as a kind of a state, not a, a state of an identity. So, you know, being in victim instead of uh, being in victimhood, it's a conscious choice that we make. So recognizing when you're in that and then shifting every time is, is a skill you learn to practice. And so each and every day I've become very, very good at shifting. And sometimes I just need a break. Sometimes I'm like, all right, well, I want to lay in bed for a couple hours more. <laughs> the majority of the days, it's just like, how, how am I using my presence here to serve other people? And can I do that in my, in my victim state? No, I can't. So how do I, how do I shift? How do I change my energy set point, as Julie calls it, to elevate me spiritually to that that point of enlightenment where I can focus on what I'm here to do and how I'm going to do it and bring all the things that I love into like as tools for me to, to help other people. So for instance, for me, it was, it was the arts. It was music. It was drawing, painting, makeup, face painting. Very, I'm a very visual, creative, visually creative person using those talents. I'm unable to reach people, even even words, poetry, prose, short stories. I love um, just being creative with how you reach people because not everyone is going to get the same message in the same way. And it's just it's just fun. Like life, life isn't meant to be studied in a textbook. It's meant to be experienced. So, you know, for for poetry, for instance, like you could you could write a couple stanzas that rhyme, like the words rhyme at the end. That's, you know, basically a poem. Or, you know, since I studied Shakespeare, when I went to school for theater, it kind of gave more of a jaunty, flirty, coquettish spin to some of the stuff that I would write. Nice. 
And so using, using the different styles and kind of blending different modes of inspiration is another way that I learned to reach people. But to get in the mindset where I can help people and, and where I can put the ego aside and put myself aside and make them the, the forefront of my attention requires that emotional shift. I, I do that. That is something that you start learning how to just do naturally. And it, but it takes some work doing it. And I always tell people, don't compare. Well, first of all, uh, healing doesn't have a time frame. So don't compare your, your healing to someone else's. Because that was my okay. biggest thing is why, I, why you haven't seen me out here earlier telling my story is the whole thing of me not, you know, being up in my head, uh, mm -hmm. thinking that, you know, it wasn't it, whatever I came up with the reason. And now I've decided, hey, you know what, you're sitting there feeling sorry for yourself. Meanwhile, people who have it even worse than you are out there still going through it. They have no flipping idea how to get through it. So my angels are a little like I've had tough love my whole life. And that was a good mm -hmm. thing but a bad thing because I was always told to deal with it, you know, toughen yeah. up, stop yeah. being a crybaby, And yeah, yeah, don't tell your kids this. If we could stop giving oh this God. advice, please don't yeah. give this advice anymore because it does not help. I do not get over it. I do not. It's just made my getting over it like 20 years lagged. So thanks yeah. everyone out there who told me to get over it. I'm still trying to get over it, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it, it impedes the, the emotional growth of the child. It's like, well, you tell them to get over it. And, and as an adult, when you're told to get over it, you can use the mental tools you've learned over the years. But as a child, when you're told to get over it, you're like, what? How? And exactly, but when you're in <laughs> mental health problems as well, wherever you had your first issues that are really traumatizing, so if it's abandonment, whatever it is, it's really traumatizing to you. So your, your mental health almost stops at the age that you experience the trauma, almost like abuse. So like, if, and it, but people don't put it in that context if, if someone has an ex, experienced extreme abuse. And that's yeah. the problem with the yeah. healing is that, because this is my problem, I didn't have like, you know, my parents didn't lock me in a basement and not feed me when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. But I had to go through my own issues of alcoholism with my dad and losing him at 16 and stuff like that. But if you compare those to other people's stuff, well, mine isn't big enough. But that's why most people don't go seek help is right. because they don't feel like their problem is big enough. They yeah. think that they can just get over it. Yeah, they don't <laughs> and think it matters. Yeah, and it never happens. And then you end up becoming an adult who usually is mean to everyone around you because you're emotionally la – you're, you're uh, emotionally – uh, not healed, so you're bleeding all over everyone still from something that happened to you when you were 12. <laughs> I know, and, but see if people thought about it that way, they would probably stop doing it. But if you go there and somebody just lashes out at you, that's why I've learned to take the higher road is because I'm learning that when people lash out on me and I really didn't have anything to for them to lash out on me, I've found that that's something unhealed in them. And it's also something unhealed in me that maybe I need to take a look at. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think, uh, 
you know, the, the, the cliche or the phrase is hurt people hurt people. Exactly. And it's a hundred percent true. You know, if I have some stuff that I'm working on that is triggered by an outside influence of some kind, and I react to that and it's not, you know, a, a productive reaction, it's not constructive, it does nothing to help things on. It's it's a reflection of something that I need to confront in myself. I, I talk about it in my book kind of. It's it's like if if someone has a problem with you, it's their problem. It's not your problem. Yes. And I am finally figuring that out. But that is a really big thing for our listeners to know is it's not always you. Sometimes I'm not saying that y'all are angels and it, you're not instigating it. Because I know I instigated a lot of my problems and a lot of my situations by the way I reacted to it. Oh, yeah. But um, it's not always all you. So once you learn acceptance, acceptance is the first step to any kind of change. Mm-hmm. So if you can accept even the stuff that hurts, you know, or doesn't feel good, accept mm-hmm. that and then, you know, figure out how to release it. So, yeah. Yeah. Now, what does a daily self-care routine look like for you since your experience? What helps you keep your mind, body, and soul balanced to avoid disruption on your current journey? Uh, definitely for me, it's getting my ass out of bed. <laughs> Walking around, um, talking to other people. I'm, I'm an extrovert mostly, so I get my, my energy from interacting with other people. You know, unless my body physically needs sleep, then that's another story in particular, but I, I'm usually very happy to interact with people on a daily basis. So because I've noticed the change that occurs in my, in my mental, in my mindset after I'm participating in the world, (laughs) rather than just, you know, sequestering myself and isolating myself mentally, it's, it puts me in a much more productive, loving frame of mind. And I think having compassion for others starts with having compassion for yourself. And so if you have the compassion for others, you're, you're kind of able to, my guides want me to say parent them a little bit. And I, I very much believe in the phrase, it takes a village to raise a child. And I, we're, we're all still children, no matter how old or young we are. And I think we all have a duty to care for and raise each other. I don't think that raising stops when you're 18 or you know when you're when you're 25 and your your brain stops cooking or whatever i think we we all still definitely learn from each other um far you know past the point where science says that we we stop internalizing we stop growing it's a matter of do we do we consciously take that change and apply it are we are we listening are we are we receptive or are we denying it? And are we, are we saying, I'd rather stay in my place of comfort. And when you stay in your place of comfort, you don't get anything done. Nothing changes. It's the and same. You don't get any opportunities either. Cause your yeah. opportunities always come outside your comfort zone. So yeah. yeah. So you have to put your hand in the pool. You have to, <laughs> you, have, you need some effort. You know, if you, if you don't expend any effort, then you can't, it, you can't be so entitled to say, well, everything needs to come to me or every, every um, opportunities need to happen to me just because I'm special. You have to put in the work. You have to reach out. You have to let other people know that you're there yeah. so you and help them. Exactly. Cause you know, the universe will always meet you 
uh, it'll always meet your energy. So whatever level of energy you exert, the, yeah. the universe is going to back you up on that. So if you're putting out, you know, this much energy, that's mm -hmm. about how much it, you're wondering why you're never making it to your goal. You're going to have to sit down and uh, talk to yourself about some accountability. So. Yeah, of course. I mean, I think it's, it's, it's kind of like when you do a project in school, you know, and you, you put a lot of effort into it and you're really proud of it and you get really like happy about it and you're like invested and you, you know, maybe you're doing a poster and you add stickers or like, you're like, oh shit, glitter glue exists. Fuck, I'm going to put that all over my poster. <laughs> and then you're like, yeah. And then your teacher's like, wow, this is amazing. A, you get an A, you get an A, you get an A. Versus, you know, if you take a thing of cardboard and you write on it with a marker and you're like, this is my poster. <laughs> and the teacher, yeah. So yeah. I love having you on the show today. This is <laughs> a very fun. I, I love your whole vibe. And I also want to tell you, it takes a lot of courage to, to go and actually check yourself in. So, cause that's the accountability, that's the acceptance part. So I really wanted to tell you that's awesome. And kudos to you for being able to do that because like I said, I've, I've been, a, before I was a holistic healer, I was a medical assistant. I've been in the medical field since 2008. I've worked in mental health and I understand how all of it works. So I know that it's a big, scary thing, but if more people like you and myself are out here to kind of help guide people to not run away from their mental health, but mm -hmm. to actually work through it. I feel like more healing is going on and it's, you don't have to be ashamed. I was ashamed for so many years for having anxiety until my spiritual awakening. And you know what? I didn't create this anxiety by myself. So I'm going to have to have some other people take some accountability that I didn't create all this craziness by myself. So if you don't like the way that your product came out, maybe you'll be nicer to the next one <laughs> that comes across you. But what is your most important takeaway that you have for our audience about the power of spirit and the beautiful miracles that it contains? Listen, listen the first time. <laughs> if uh, spirit sends you a signal or inspires you or, you know, puts a word into your head, don't ignore it. It's, it's happening for a reason. Example was I, I just moved into a new neighborhood in uh, early July and I decided that I would try to, I would go out and then do some shopping and then come back and not use the GPS and just figure out how to get back to the house by myself without any navigation or help. Spirit was putting words in my head like turn left, turn right, wait, go straight, go straight, don't turn left. Right. It was usually like a, there were a lot of lefts that I took and I eventually wound up on my street. And that to me is a, it's a testimony to when you put your faith in the energy that has your highest, your greatest good in mind and energy of love and light and things that are wanting the best for you beings that want you to evolve, want you to evolve the people around you, then you can't, you can't go wrong. Even if it's, it seems silly or if you, you know, it's common to start questioning it. Like, why, why do I turn right? Like that makes no sense. You know, I, 
I, I allotted myself a little time, so I wasn't like rushing to get somewhere. But it was an exercise in my, in my faith and my listening. And so when you listen to what's being provided for you and you're grateful to what you're given, then you can use that as a tool to work towards whatever your goals are. I love that advice because I have taken, I call it a spiritual walk. And if you're ever having a bad day, I invite uh, you, my listeners, if you guys haven't done this, I would invite you to go take a 20 minute, at least a 20 minute spiritual walk. Mm -hmm. And on your spiritual walk, I just want you to notice what you see. And you'll see a lot of stuff. But when you see stuff that's a sign, you'll see it. It'll be like, why am I staring at this? Like it has, you know, glowing lights on it. And one time I took a spiritual walk and I see triple C's a lot, triple B's, triple C's. And those are powerful because triple C, okay, C in alphabet is the third letter. So that's three, 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 which is in numerology, it means the ascended masters are with you. So I, when I see this, and cool. I'm on my spiritual walk to say, hey, give, and then when you're on your spiritual walk, you say, hey, give me a sign and let me know what I need to know. And mm -hmm. then you just take mental notes of what you see. And one day I saw the craziest thing. Uh, I saw two, two crows and a big old uh, hawk uh, fighting. And it was weird. Oh, wow. it, yeah, it was like, um. <laughs> It was like a, they were fighting over a squirrel, and it was a dead squirrel. Yeah, and the oh, hawk God. was flying with the squirrel. But the weirdest thing was is we were having a disruption with me, my daughter, and my guy, because my daughter's nine, and <laughs> if you've ever had a nine-year-old, they just, when they want what they want, what they want, and... That's so, insane. <laughs> it was just funny because that day I saw that, and... Those are things that I saw, and it helped me kind of understand. Look at your spiritual animals. See what you see on there. Take that back and look it up. If you don't have a dream journal, you can look up most things as symbols in a dream journal or a dream book. Mm -hmm. If you don't have that, go Google it. Say, what is the spiritual meaning of this? But uh, your angels or your universe are always talking to you, but we never listen half the time, yeah. and that's why we think... That's why people say God never answered my prayers. No, God answered your prayers just fine. You just didn't pick it up. Sorry, sir. Right. <laughs> so much for being here. I, sure, I love yeah. that your energy. How can our viewers uh, reach you if they resonate with your services or your book? Definitely. So my book is available on Amazon. And there is an Instagram for my book. It's not updated as much, but it's Bloom From Dirt. And that is also the uh, Facebook and the Twitter is Bloom at Bloom From Dirt. Awesome. And then for Persephone's Jewels, which is my life coaching problem, my life coaching program. It's interesting that I said problem because <laughs> I'm solving problems with this. The Instagram is Persephone's Jewels, and then the Facebook is Persephone's Jewels Coaching. Nice. So people can, you can follow me, you can comment, send me a DM. I Hire really you as a coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm looking forward to, to working with women and femme individuals and really helping them to, to get to the bottom of 
why they think the way they do, why they react the way they do, and how to use what they love and what comes naturally to them in a way that they can enrich their lives. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Lucy, for being on our show today. I really yeah, appreciate thanks. it. And I loved your, your, I love your whole book and everything. And I, I can't wait to see what else you have in store. You'll have to come back and share with us. Yeah, definitely. I will. This was fun. Thank you. Awesome. Well, there you have it, beautiful souls. Another powerful hour of angelic miracles that you have just personally witnessed. <laughs> I have goosebumps. My angels are definitely surrounding this beautiful podcast, and I would like to express my gratitude to all the archangels and my spirit team and my creator as we wrap up our podcast. I would like to say thank you for always being there, even when I had a hard time believing. Thank you. And thank you, beautiful souls, for tuning in to another miracle-filled episode of Your Angels Are Talking. Are you listening? Inspirational stories of universal miracles. Tune in next week to share in on more of the love and miracles that our angels create for us daily. This is Jess Intuitive Angel Healer sending all of you beautiful souls love and light out there and healing angel vibes. Until we meet again next time, take care. Love and light, everybody.